Good day, everyone. It's a beautiful day in the Psyche community. Welcome to Psyche Podcast, where we are dedicated to improving mental health together. You are here with your podcast hosts, Dr. Zamika Simmons-Yan and Alyssa Peckham, where we will spill the tea on hot topics in psychiatry. That's right. Here on Psyche Community Podcast, you will get a quick lowdown on what's steaming in the world of mental health. We ask you to listen to the episodes, rate us, and review us. Better yet, share the Psyche Podcast with your friends, where we all can sip on the Psyche tea and maybe have a side of lemon with it. Well, I hope you're excited because today we have a lot of tea to spill. I have to start off by saying happy, happy new year. I am so excited that it's 2022. I don't know about you all, but the last two years have felt like we've been trapped in a time warp. But on a positive note, we've gotten through the beautiful holidays with family and friends. Some of us have even had a chance to see a lot of white crystals on the ground. And guess what? I love to drink hot spicy tea when it's cold and snowy. And my tea of choice is orange spice. Yes, yes. It warms the body good. Well, another thing I like is for my ears to be stimulated by hearing the latest tea. And that's what's going to happen on this episode. Because we will be spilling the tea on all things digital health and telepsychiatry. I think we now realize that it's not going anywhere. Nope. Digital, virtual, telepsych, telepsych, it's here to stay. It's our new normal. So to help us spill the tea, we have a dynamic practice leader who will give us insights on digital health and telepsychiatry. Oh, this tea will be good because joining us to impart wisdom is none other than Nimish Shah. Dr. Shaw is a practice leader in the Massachusetts, New England area, where he has a long-standing commitment to excellence in delivery of mental health care. Now, check this out. He obtained his doctorate in nursing practice from Northeastern. And while pursuing his doctorate, Dr. Shaw created a cutting-edge analysis of use and protocol for administration of telepsychiatry for mental health. But oh, he's good, better than good, because he also co-founded Progressive Therapeutics in 2006, which created the perfect, perfect platform to deliver high quality psychopharmacologic care to the community and also to employ telemedicine to broaden patient access. Welcome, Dr. Shaw. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I really appreciate this. Thank you so much oh, for having us. Absolutely, of course. I could not give your introduction justice. So can you tell us a little more about yourself, your practice, and, and your journey into the telepsychiatry space? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so yeah, my name is Dr. Nimish Shah, uh, and I've been in practice since 2006. Um, I did graduate, uh, and, and this is uh, outpatient psychiatry. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a background, you know, I graduated, I graduated undergrad in 1996, and I started out as a floor nurse in 1997 on a TBI unit, which is a traumatic brain injury unit. 
uh, that was okay. Uh, you know, I got my foot in the door to gain some experience. Um, and then I wanted to become, I went on to become a, a charge nurse on a med site floor. And I tried to get some, gain some more experience. Uh, that was extremely valuable experience in trying to learn how to manage people. You know, in behavioral health, we do tend to try to help manage people's behaviors. And some management experience was quite helpful in my practice now. Um, I did grow up in Massachusetts, uh, and in 2001, I decided to try to gain some more experience, and I wanted to sign up for a travel nursing position. Um, my first assignment was in Boston, and I wanted to continue to travel. And the reason why I picked, I chose Boston is because I wanted to kind of figure out, you know, how this company would was, and if they were a good company, if they were in the up and up, and all of that stuff. Um, you know, and I wanted to travel the states and see as many cities as possible. Well, on my first assignment, I met my future wife in Boston on the psych floor. She was a second year resident. Um, and thankfully, of course, this pretty much ended my travel plans. But it opened the door to what I do now. You know, I, at the time, I really didn't like nursing at the time. It was the floor nursing. I was getting really run down on the psych floor. And my wife asked me to think about continuing nursing education. And I decided to get my master's from Northeastern University. And I got it in 2005, and I started an outpatient psychiatry practice in 2006. I knew that access to care was an issue. And in my practice, I had people driving from like Western Massachusetts or even out of state to see me because they didn't have an available provider within their area. So access to care was a driving force behind my next chapter in my career. I went back to Northeast University for my doctorate in nursing practice, and I got that in 2010. Part of the degree for your doctorate is something called a capstone project. This is an implementation project, and you've obviously heard of PhDs. So what we needed to do is take what PhDs had done in their dissertation and do something with it. So I researched telehealth and telepsychiatry and implemented a practice of telepsychiatry in 2010. Uh, with some of my current patients at the time. So I knew this would eventually be the way most psychiatry would be delivered. Unfortunately, at this time, I didn't think that a pandemic would kind of spearhead the event of the transformation. So since 2000, I have been practicing telepsychiatry since 2010, and of course, it hasn't really been adopted until, as we already know, 2020. Uh, so I had waited 10 years for this. And like I said, it was the pandemic that kind of spearheaded this transformation. but. As you had said in the introduction, uh, I do think it's also here to say that the proverbial cat is out of the bag. And and uh, yeah, I, I think that it is a new delivery and the way a lot of delivery of care is going to happen. You know, thank you for sharing your journey and contributions. I really enjoyed the love story. So yeah. we all we all owe your wife a lot for your contributions. Yes, yes we owe her a lot. <laughs> yes, she is definitely kind of the spirit for a lot of uh, kind of what I've been doing. So it's great. I was going to say the same thing. It, it, you know, it sounds like that story not only brings you this this wonderful career, but it also brought you your beautiful family and kind of your your homegrown roots here in Massachusetts. So that's wonderful to hear. And thanks for sharing that. Uh, but the next thing that I'm sure our listeners are are wanting to hear, and certainly Dr. Simmons and I as well, is now that you have this practice, what what are some of the pros and cons of delivering care that way? And you know, for some of the challenges that you might talk about, do you have any workarounds or advice for uh, clinicians in this hybrid model? 
Yeah, and, and I think it should be exactly that, kind of a hybrid model. You know, um, there, there are plenty of pros, of course, and, and I think people kind of already know a lot of that, but of course, access to care is a huge one. Uh, timing, meaning that uh, uh, patients don't have to utilize a whole bunch of time. They can actually be <laughs> at home where they already are uh, and just literally log in. Um, they're not, you, you know, you know uh, they don't have the commute time uh, cost. They don't have to pay for gas for that commute time. Uh, you do also, when you're in the uh, session itself, you can gain some insight into the lives as well. You know, what does their room look like? How loud is it in there? Do they have many distractions? Um, you know, it does help uh, even with uh, no call, no shows, or you have fewer no shows because let's just say they're late for the appointment. You can literally just get on the phone and and give them a call and, hey, uh, I was just wondering if you're going to be logging on anytime soon. And they're like, oh, yes, of course, uh, I'll be right on. And there they are, they're right on. I do want to kind of talk about, in, and again, this is something that I've been <laughs> working on and wanted for a full 10 years. Uh, and now that we're in it and we're doing it so often, I do want to kind of bring up some of the cons that I feel like um, are there. And, you know, we are human beings and, you know, we, we are, we do need to have some in, in-person appointments. Um, and I feel like, especially for the initial and maybe that first follow-up, I think it'll be great to, you know, it'll be great to kind of build up a rapport with the patients um, when you first see them. And especially if you're doing psychopharmacology, it'd be really good to get that physical assessment if possible. Um, you know, humans aren't really meant to be in front of a screen all the time. Um, and we're kind of seeing a lot of this, especially in kids and social anxieties, and they're not interacting with, um, uh, you know, their their peers as often as we like them to be. Uh, and, and that's just humans as well. We do need to interact with the world and with people. We can also better assess their physical symptoms in person. You know, it's, you know if they're sitting down and we can assess their gait walking right into your office. We can assess interactions with the front office staff. Uh, we can see if there's any kind of physical side effects from medications. If, um, you know, online, sometimes it's hard to make that assessment. So when it comes to an actual model, the hybrid model, in my opinion, is the best. Now, of course, there are so many pros to doing telepsychiatry. And again, it's access to care, timing, cost, everything. Uh, uh, but we do want to see if we can try to balance that out. And um, there is an act. It's called the Ryan Haidt Act. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that, but it is an act that we, we do have inpatient appointments once every six months or twice a year at minimum. Um, and in our practice, you know, uh, disregarding the pandemic, of course, but we would like to have uh, patients come in, especially in the initial and probably first follow-up, and then probably six months, every six months after that at minimum. Um, you know, right now we've had um, people do initial evaluations right from the get-go online. Uh, and I do feel like there is going to be, there needs to be a little bit of room to try to get people in and, you know, as long as you feel safe and you're taking the precautions and we are masking up in this pandemic and keeping social distancing and, uh, but I do feel like there's now a call for getting people back into the office at some point in time, for sure. Yeah, I, I have to agree. And, uh, you know, I want to revisit something that you said, which I think was really important, is that 
perhaps it, it might be more convenient for people or at least maybe a subset of people. I know when I kind of think about some of our younger generations, they really seem to operate almost entirely digitally, right? You know, schooling and social interactions and video games and social media, all of that. So it's really a great point to make that we're kind of shifting, you know, into this digital world and we're really opening the door to make some room for, um, you know, people to get involved in mental care, uh, mental health care a little bit more inviting maybe than previously. And so that connection can be established. And then uh, perhaps those every six month or, you know, I think you put a, a certain time frame on it, but whatever that frequency, right, of inpatient um, appointments are, maybe that'll be a bit more comfortable. So this could really revolutionize the way that we deliver mental health care. So I, I thought that that was an excellent point um, and, and really important for people. And so at this point, if everyone's kind of, you know, interested in, you know, the benefits that this can have for uh, for some of their patients, if our listeners are looking for some more resources on how to advance their telehealth practice or maybe launch their telehealth practice, where can they go to read up on this and get more information? Yeah, sure. Um, well, there's an entire digital health resources library at PsychU. It has articles, webinars, and resources related to digital health and tele telepsychiatry. Um, I know that there's a new webinar called The Use of Digital Tools for Serious Mental Illness and Substance Use Disorder. Um, but there's one that I do think that if people really want to kind of learn how to kind of establish a practice, there's a, on PsychU, there's a wonderful presentation by Dr. Mehdi Kalbani. It's called Telepsychiatry Implementation and Best Practices. Uh, when I saw this uh, video, it took me back to 2010. This is um, uh, literally very similar to a presentation that I needed to do to my cohort at Northeastern University uh, for implementation of best practices for telehealth. So really, you know, if you could look at that uh, program by Dr. Kalbani, brilliant presentation and you have a lot of resources. With As he has done, I got a lot of my resource information from something called the American Telehealth Association, uh, these the American Psychiatric Academy and also the um, nursing academy as well. So there's plenty of resources out there. And starting up a digital practice itself is is rather pretty easy right now. I had to back in 2010 kind of piecemeal it together uh, using different types of programs, and they weren't interacting with each other. Uh, now a lot of uh, platforms, especially EMRs, do have. Uh, telepsychiatry uh, component in, embedded within the EMR itself. So it really does streamline the process quite easily and more efficiently that way. Um, so starting something up is, isn't that hard. It, it wasn't the task that it used to be, that's for sure. But uh, definitely check out that um, that program by Dr. Kalbani on PsychU. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic read, for sure. Or viewing, I should say. Wow. All of these resources are phenomenal, and we will make sure they are in the show notes of this episode. Um, even your information and a link back to your website as well, and of course to the digital health resources on PsyQ. So thank you for spilling the tea, Dr. Shaw, and and topping it off with a with a little honey and lemon. More than ever, your experience and, and your contributions to telepsychiatry is helping us improve mental health together, and especially by providing access to care. We appreciate your work and your knowledge. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much.
All right, so there you have it. You've heard it for yourself right here on PsychU Community Podcast. But the beauty is, is that you don't have to stop here. So definitely head over and check out the show notes for the links to find more resources about today's discussion on psychu.org. And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to hear more hot topics right here on the PsychU Community Podcast, please rate and review us and then subscribe so you can always get the new episode right when it drops. And for the social media lovers out there, check out our other social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So until next time, thank you for listening, everyone, and we hope you have a great day.